Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to That Crazy Cast. This is a show where we talk about relationships, strange behaviors, things that don't make sense to us, a lot of 90 Day Fiance, and anything else that makes you want to say, That's crazy. Welcome, everyone, to the show. As always, I am your host, Matt Hamity. Today, I have a pretty special show to you for you guys. It not only is it episode number 10, which, uh, not to toot my own whistle, but uh, I think that's a pretty decent improvement. But I also have uh, my co-host in life. Yes, that's right. I have Mrs. That's Crazy Cast on the show today. <laughs> Say hi, hon. Hello, everybody. <laughs> yeah, see? Um, my normal co-host is um, in the fourth theater getting her ticket punched. Um, <laughs> I'll explain that one later. <laughs> We're going to go to the NDFU. That's right. The 90 Day Fiance Universe. Because, uh, well, we just finished the episode, so it's nice and fresh in our minds. But uh, it was a good good entry point to come into. I think uh, everyone has opinions on this show. And um, I, I know you watch it, so I know you're up to speed as best as possible. Um, but, um, so... I don't know where to start on this one. I mean, this was kind of, uh, you know, had a little bit of everything. Um, The only thing it didn't have um, was um, people I didn't really care about. But they, in this episode, we saw um, Kenneth and, uh, what's his name? Bermudo, uh, Bernardo, um, Mexican couple. (laughs) Yeah. So we finally get to see them unite, and Kenneth brings his um, his blind dog with his tongue sticking out and looking all retarded like. Um, but yeah, it, it after it, drove like four days. Yes, <laughs> four days, and um, you know, many many miles just to get to where he was going, only to find out that you know he speaks zero Spanish and. I think he already knew. I don't think he just found out. <laughs> okay. Although that would be kind of an eye opener. Be like, what? You don't, you can't speak anything. But it was funny watching them try to uh, de-germify everything. I guess that would be the way to put it. Um, they're by far my favorite couple because I feel like they're the most genuine. They really do care about one another. Although the amount of crying in their scenes is just too much. I mean, I'm I'm in it for a good cry, but like first five seconds of every one of them, they're both teary eyed and crying immediately. I, I still think they have um, a lot of Darcy catch up to do. Um, where Darcy had you know three seasons to cry, and I think they're trying to catch up. But yeah, this this season should be like uh, beyond the tears or something because everybody's crying in this uh, this season. At least Darcy was drunk and crying. <laughs> This is just more straight crying for the sake of crying. Because this is joyous crying. Um, so one of the, the cliffhangers they left off with is uh, when Kenneth is going to meet... Uh, I gotta look up his name. Hermanos. No, that's brother. Um, when they meet the Spanish guy's parents. Um, uh, what, what are your thoughts on his dad actually showing up? Do you think he's going to show up or I think he might show up because he said he was 
just like he didn't want to see him leave. So I think he was more sad about him leaving. And I think they're trying to play up the fact that the parents were upset that he was moving in with a man, but they may have been more upset when he was younger. It didn't seem like they were that upset now, like when he came out to his parents. I think he they just tried to make it a little bit more than what it was. Um, I could be wrong, but the father, I think, will probably be there. He may not like him, but I think he'll at least show up. You know there's going to be some turning point in this season. Armando, there we go. Um, where they all of a sudden like flip and just start fighting with each other. Because, I mean, how many times have we seen that before where they the first half of the season, they're all, you know... Uh, uh, almost honeymoon type thing where they uh, are in total love with each other, or at least they, they want to have that delusion of it. And then something turns and they just become the uh, breakout uh, argument, argumentative couple of the season. You know, There's two things that they can fight about. They can fight about where they're living. Cause he already complained about them not having, you know, air conditioning, no central heating. Um, or they're going to complain about 40 minutes he, to drive to a bank <laughs> or how he raises his daughter. Um, you know, so there's plenty of things for them to still complain about. I, and one in the previews for this show coming up before it, well, before the actual, uh, the other way, they did show them in where's the Redeemer of Christ? That's in, uh, De Janeiro. Yeah. So they do show them there. So, they do eventually take a trip there uh, at some point of it. But yeah, I, I have a feeling that they're going to argue sometime. There's there's no way this is going to be completely happy from start to finish. He showed it in the preview that he went to hold his hand and he said, oh, no, no, not here. Yeah. So it, they're going to fight about, you know, not being open in public and, you know, not that it's accepted everywhere in the U.S., but it's definitely much more accepted than in a country like Mexico, especially small towns or wherever else they're going to go. So uh, that'll be the point of contention. Yeah, there's it might not be uh, at the uh, on the street, but it'll probably be back at the the place where uh, you didn't even want to show me attention, and I, I drove all this way for you, and I gave up everything for you, and you don't. That's even... the theme of the show. I gave <laughs> up everything for you, and you're not giving up anything for me. Yeah, you don't hear. I gave up some things for you, <laughs> but not enough to. Uh, yeah, I, I just go back to whatever I was used to. But yeah, they are. Um, I like I said, I think they've they've had more. Uh, connection than erica and stephanie the whole season and, you know i think uh i know you're you're not watching the before the uh i'm sorry no before the 90 days the strike back but uh they're except for ed they're all terrible on that um show it's, well ed, ed tries to be funny but i don't think he's good <laughs> he's pretty terrible uh, I mean, he has funny lines, but of course, everything revolves around his his neck. And uh, I mean, he'll throw neck jokes back at the people who write them. But um, Darcy, Avery, Ash, they're all terrible in that show. But I mean, that's kind of the whole premise of the whole 90 Day Fiance universe anyway. Just just the cringeworthy moments, you know, the people that you know, have a good relationship. They don't get that much screen time. They're not fan favorites. You don't talk about them. I mean, most, most of the cast, once 
once the season finale hits, you have about a week or two, then you totally forget about them. You know, you don't think about well, Corey, well, Corey and Evelyn are one of them, the happily ever after. But if they're not actively on the show, you're not going to be thinking about them. Yeah, I don't. But um, the thing that I don't like about this season is they seem to be really stretching out the storyline for that guy that's going to Columbia. Like, we're how many episodes in, and they still have just barely introduced her and them together. They, you know, they haven't even met yet. And I just feel like that's going to go absolutely nowhere. Uh, so they're doing a lot of buildup for no reason, and I can't remember either of their names. Tim and Melissa. Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the couple that's going to Columbia. <laughs> yeah, he's just a goofball. I mean, like like you said, he he looks decent in his pictures, but in real life and his his talk, his talking and his actions, he's just like doofy old country boy, you know. <laughs> And of course they set it up immediately. Oh, he cheated on her. So like there's nothing they have nothing else to talk about but that immediately. And it's just they're dragging it out so much and they still haven't even met up yet. Well, I, I think even in his his introduction uh episode where they first introduce him and start talking about the story, that's I can't remember if it was if that was the one where they he talked about what he did or if it was the very next one, but they they did not waste much time um talking about what he did to her and uh just in general that he cheated not that you know he didn't go into detail i think it was his secretary that he works with or something or somebody he works with for sure they're like there's nothing exciting about you whatsoever so we need to get to this point first five minutes of the show <laughs> i i think they're they're I think they're going to be a continuous argue couple. They're they're going to argue from you know start to finish and have a couple a decent um, moments, but for the most part, that's just once they see each other, she's just not going to be happy with him, and he's just going to be trying to uh, over please her type of thing. Are they going to are they going to argue more than the couple from Jordan? Because I'm not sure if that's even possible. Yeah, correct. Um, yeah, I, 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 I haven't. I, I get up my words eventually. Um, I, from for her first episode, even on the previews, she's just like uh, not attractive. <laughs> yeah, between her braces, her face, her personality, you know, it's not nothing's super attractive, at least to me. Uh, but yeah, when she gets over there. I don't think either one of them look bad. I just think it's the way she portrays herself. She has no acceptance for his culture. And she should have known what she was getting into. She did literally no research to figure out what she was moving into. And then she's amazed, you know, with how they treat women. Well, you might want to figure that out before you decided to move there. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there are some countries that are more... um you know, marriage or at least dating is mutual, but yeah, then there's others, Middle e- Middle Eastern countries and things of that nature that are, they're very male-dominated scenes, you know, the male can't do wrong, and the female just has to be um, whatever the male says, but um, apparently she didn't think that was that serious? Or, yeah, and, I mean, it's completely different for us. We don't even have a reference point for 
how that culture is when his mom said to her, if he calls you baby, you're a baby like that. Like it was so serious. Like, I just don't know how it's just so far into us and how we would interact. True. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's like, even if this is not your name, if I call you it, you're going to have to answer to it no matter what. It doesn't matter if you like it or not. You can't say anything. Yeah. That's, I mean, if you grow up into it, it's uh, normal for you. But yeah, for outsiders, it's definitely something that's uh, learned behavior, I guess. You got to wean into it. But yeah, that's 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 definitely an odd couple. Um, the other one I don't really like is the, um, the girl from Trenton, uh, Princeton, um, Ariel. And the guy from Ethiopia. Uh, they weren't on this episode, which I'm kind of glad they weren't. But I I mean, I think he tries. But, you know, when he's like, yeah, I got you a nice uh, place to stay while the other one's getting fixed up. And it's kind of, uh, well, first of all, why was there sneakers in the bathroom? Uh, which I, <laughs> that's, what, that's what kind of bothered me. But just the dirty, grimy bathroom. It looked like a... Uh, like, if I if I was the only one that had to clean up a bathroom, that's kind of what my bathroom would look like. <laughs> I, I mean, it's just more of the same. It's more of a culture shock. A, another person, I mean, I think they're the most innocent couple, like doing this for genuine reasons. She obviously was over there for, um, you know, like helping and um, she was doing like... Um, like Habitat for Humanity or something like that. You know, just to help the locals and stuff like that. And I think she just, it's a genuine kind of, you know, they fell in love and that's what happened. But I'm not really sure what the reason is for her choosing to move over there. Because I don't feel like he would have an issue getting into the United States. Um, Maybe she just feels, and if she's doing that for that reason, like she just wants to go over there to help. I think she's going to get a rude awakening that it's just not, she can't help everybody. And it's not going to be what she thinks it is. So, yeah, you know, I, I, I feel bad for them because I feel like they do care about one another, but I don't see it working out the way it is. Yeah, I don't think they mention if there's a reason why he can't come over or if they uh, they just want to be together when she has a kid. And that's the only way that is definitive that, you know, he can be there when the kid is born or, um, you know, they just don't want to wait the whatever. Uh, two years or whatever, three years, whatever to get the K one going or the, uh, the spousal one. I, I don't know what that one is, but yeah, but he could come over on a visa. Ethiopia is not a country where they don't typically let people in. Um, and I don't think it takes that kind of time, but I don't know. I mean, there must be some other reason that they don't feel like sharing. Oh yeah. I mean, th- this show is completely, um, Produ- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to say producer influence where um, there's definitely things that uh, it, it's not TV um, positive type of thing. It's not going to uh, TV audience positive. You know, you're, you're not going to get detail. You're not going to get audience if you show everything like um, with Powell and Russ, you know, how they listen They're They've been on the show that we, we listen to and they, they tell, they talk about how, you know, how the producers and stuff definitely um, 
influence how the show goes and like even in creative editing uh you can see definitely there's shots that are uh non congruent where you know things just don't match up but it makes for good tv so i'm sure there's things that you know just are being tucked away yeah i mean i've even heard and i, I totally see this happening of if there's arguments that happen off camera they i've heard that they actually tell them to reenact the the fight as if it happened for the first time Oh, yeah. I mean, if the topic is good, if you get a couple to start talking about it again later, it's going to evolve into the same fight. It doesn't really have to be acted very much, I don't think. I mean, some things. Uh, yeah, you can yeah, re-spark a, a flame, but sometimes it's just kind of like, oh, look, you're only on the show for this reason, so you better act a part or, you know, you'll, you'll see less screen time, so. Right. Uh, and then they talked about uh, uh, Jenny and Simmet. Um, like I said, I, she's got only growing on me. <laughs> I do really like them. They're cute. I feel uh, bad though. She's gonna have such a tough time. I, I guess I didn't realize. Well, not that I really had a reason to investigate this, but yeah, I guess they said that their marriage, or I'm sorry, their divorces can take five or plus years to uh, to go through the process if. Uh, they're not uh, both agreeing on it. Yeah, that's what they said, which seems kind of crazy. I just think it, it, it's a culture that wants people to stay together. Um, so for that reason, they probably have a much lower divorce rate. Um, and well, that's because it's so difficult to get divorced. Yeah, I mean, I guess when you're you're looking at five to ten years to, to finish up a divorce, it's almost, I mean, just have your own separate ways type of thing. And then, you know... Yeah, it's probably easier to just stay together and then do live your life separately. But yeah, I mean, it, she's going to need to find people who are like minded or, you know, some other people that she can relate to because she can't just be around all these people who don't really want her there. I feel bad. Yeah. Where the, uh, his two friends, they, their wives were going to come over, but they, um, changed their mind because they don't approve of the, um, their situation but i mean at least she's showing like a good uh well if you know you're gonna be negative about it i don't want you around which is you know um good for her i guess i mean it's sad for her too but um it's better to not be around people that are going to be argumentative and just be totally negative than be around fake people you know yeah for sure um who else? else did we miss anybody else they uh on this have yeah they also had jen hoon and devin which <laughs> his mom cracks me up uh jen hoon's mom talking about how uh what does she say that he's weak and um he's a soft boy i'm crying <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. koreans don't cry uh, you're you're young and you've done stupid things but stop crying and you're a soft boy <laughs> It really, it really seemed like she. They were really dancing around what his loan was about, but it looks like he loaned it from his parents, like thirty thousand dollars from his parents. So, yeah. I don't. What does he need in under thirty years old for thirty thousand dollars? I mean, if it was for school, I feel like they would just say that. 
no. there must be something else. Well, he he did get in trouble for uh, something with cell phones. Like he sold stolen cell phones. Uh, and maybe that has something to do with it, like paying back the bail or lawyers or something like that. Yeah, maybe. I guess that makes more sense because they seem to like dance around it a little bit. Like, I don't remember their story the first time, so I'm not really sure like the, what their backstory was. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I don't really see them lasting either. No. I just don't. You know, and I understand they have kids together, so that's you know that's difficult. But it does seem like he's incredibly immature, and she just doesn't have any idea what she wants either. Uh, yeah, her mom doesn't even look like her mom; it looks like an older sister. I'm like, <laughs> what? Who's that lady? <laughs> yeah, she had her young. I don't know. Yeah. Um, did you? Uh, I think it was an episode or two ago where um, he said he only has a part time job. Uh, because anything else pretty much would interrupt his sleeping time. Yeah, his sleeping in his video game time, I think is what he said. Which no. is part of the other reason why he's so immature. <laughs> Are you sure that wasn't a Swalu and uh well Kalani? I don't know, it could have been you too. <laughs> interrupt well, your video game time. Well, what about Bondo and the Edge? I don't get it. You you said you too. Uh, I was talking about the musical ensemble. I hope people got get to listen to your your silly jokes throughout this. <laughs> but you saw um, the last episode where um, Lo was talking to, to Asuelu about. Uh, he's like, "Yeah, I can't have you disrespecting Lisa. I think that's his wife's name and my daughter." He's like, "Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I." I I didn't know how to apologize. I tried to, and Lo was saying, "Yeah, I understand. He's a he's an island boy, but you know he he's got too many chances. He can't be uh he can't be doing this too many times. Or I'm gonna put my hands on him." <laughs> I I do like how Asuelo like uh, overemphasizes the wrong word in like his sentences. <laughs> he's like, "I didn't know how to apologize." <laughs> but yeah, he was. But it was just that the ladies in the car, he was completely uh, macho and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the man. You can't tell me what to do. But, yeah, Lo gets around him and he's like, oh, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm, uh, uh, I didn't I, I thought I was going to be in trouble because we never walked the dog together. Well, I mean, he's a big man, so he probably <laughs> should be nervous. But he, he reminds me of. Actually, the guy who ret- retired and I took his job, uh, his position at work. That's who he, who Low reminds me of. And even when I talked to my boss, I said, "Hey, look, there's there's Island Tony." You know? <laughs> right. I don't know. The Asuelo thing is just a weird situation. He just really seems super simple, and I feel bad because the show is probably painting him in a worse light than what he really is but i guess they just need somebody i don't know as the antagonist in that story yeah i mean everything is all in respect of how the show portrays it but yeah it, it, they he's some kind of special uh <laughs> there's there's no way that's just the language barrier um but when it, i like how when he first gets to california 
and he's arguing with uh, Kalani and Lisa, and then he goes outside and eats uh, unripe uh, was it oranges or lemons that were orange. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah, some unripe but, fruit. But he's like, yeah, I just, I just picked it off. And he's like, yeah, I think it was orange. And he's like, this, how could you eat this? He's like, I, don't know, I just picked it off the tree. That's fine. <laughs> I don't know. Their story the first time around wasn't that interesting either. I don't know why. Maybe they were short couples for this one. And they just brought people back. Yeah, that's on the happily ever after. Mm. I, I know you don't watch Pillow Talk. And that's kind of one of those off uh, offshoots, but yeah, they 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 do bring them up from time to time, and I can't remember any uh, examples, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> swing and a miss. <laughs> um, but who else is on the uh, happily ever after? I'm glad they didn't bring back. Um, oh yeah, uh, we have Colt and Jess. Culty. Uh, Culty and Jess slash Larissa slash Eric. <laughs> oh, such a, I feel like they're pushing her forward to be like another Darcy, but she is not even remotely as interesting. And I don't know. I just don't care at all about that story. But there's no way he's not gay, Eric. As you know, like there's no way she's not acting as his beard. You know. He's like, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna get back with Eric, and he was talking to these girls. There's, there's no way he's at least completely heterosexual. I mean, he might be uh, dabbling or more than dabbling, but I'm uh, gonna keep it safe for the for the audience. <laughs> well, I think Larissa's only thing is she just wants someone to spend money on her, yeah. which is exactly what she said to him. So yeah, you promised me all these things, and so, you can't. So I mean, I don't think she really cares either way what his. Yeah, I mean, in the last episode, she said, "Now it's time to get out your money and pay for my boobs." So I mean, <laughs> like she doesn't have any shame in that. I, I think she said that him and her and Eric never actually had sex yet. Yeah, or, I, don't, I don't remember. Or maybe that, like actually. once, but yeah, it's not like the uh, sex machine culty. Yeah. Oh my God. He's like a never ending supply, but it's okay. I think he met someone who also has the same thing. I, you don't, I don't think you like her, but I think she's kind of cute. So like in certain shots, she's cute and other shots. She's not, I don't, I, it's weird. Like, especially when they show her giant framed glasses, that's, I think that's part of what throws me off. Um, cute. I think it's part of her style. But yeah, it's, I don't know, it's... And she certainly has a lot of self-confidence, which, I mean, that's good. Good for her. Yeah, I mean, like, there's certain certain shots that they'll show her, and I'm like, oh, she's kind of cute, and then they'll go back to the, the confessional, and then it's like, uh, I don't know, I'll pull back a couple steps. <laughs> I don't know. They showed him wearing that Speedo in the next preview, and I, I'm like, please... Uh, well... He brought it out, he, and I, I he thought, has self confidence that he just doesn't need. <laughs> Did you see him dancing too? Yes, it was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> and the one I think we agree on that neither one of us can can stand is uh, well, more Tanya than Sinjin, but that's the one from Connecticut. Where oh yeah, I don't like either one of them, honestly. 
So, Sinjin's okay, but I think she just outshines him. Uh, so, you know, what his his uh, flaws, are, I think, are just overwhelmed by, uh, by her. I, I absolutely can't stand her. Well, I don't like how last season they made it all about how she was doing everything wrong. And remember, she was leaving him for 30 days while they were there for 90. She went out and partied and did all this stuff. And then this season, they make it out like he's the bad person and that he's going out and drinking too much and partying too much. So I don't like how they just chose a role reversal. Like they should have just kept it where it was. Did you see the um, the meme about how you know she's complaining about how he's you know drinking all the time and meanwhile she's it's ten o'clock in the morning and then she's drinking like mimosas, getting her nails done. And she, he's got the drinking problem. I know, and I feel like she had to have just complained about the last season and the way she was portrayed. So I feel like we should just call her Karen going forward. And then, so she just complained, and they were like, "Okay, we'll throw you a bone. We'll give you another season, and we'll switch it up this time." She's like, "I want to write a letter." <laughs> what is it, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, who else is on that show? Um. Oh, Angela and Michael. Oh, that's the power couple. I mean, oh, they never get old for me. She's just, yeah, she's just off the wall crazy. And he just wants to come to America so bad. He doesn't care what he has to do. Yeah, I, I, I love how he's like, yeah, I, I have a, a guy friend, and, you know, we're going to talk about what's like for Nigerians to live in, uh, America. Oh, what are they going to tell me that? I don't already know. Yeah, she took so much offense to that. I didn't understand that. Like, she immediately, because she saw women, she was, like, completely shut down the idea. Like, I can understand being jealous, and she probably has to worry about that, but like, to not even sit down for two seconds, like, I I didn't get that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm and he's like, yes, they have dual situations. Dual, dual, dual. What's dual? <laughs> I wish and then you, you, said- just, you could just tell that he's having cold feet or like second thoughts because he's going to leave all of his family. So he's like, I'm going to try this one last ditch effort to see if I can get her to want to stay in this country, which is never going to happen. Never. <laughs> I, I thought it was, it was funny when her daughter Skylar calls her up and says, "Well, I, her mom's got dementia." Uh, yeah, dementia. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this poor yeah, woman. And I got to take care of my um, Sunny D commercial family. You know, it's like it's all kind of who knows where they all come from. All those her grandkids. Yeah, and you can tell that they all just want to be on TV. Like, they're why are they showing the grandmom, like her mother? Yeah. Like the woman is sick and they shouldn't there's like how can they consent to just showing her on TV and I feel like they just want to be on the show as much as possible. Uh you know I I think it's more of a just to show her she's got a compassionate side and you know she's trying to take care of her mother and uh her grandchildren. I think she's actually has two other daughters that they've never mentioned on the show. Well, um, yeah, the, I mean one's in a lot of trouble. Um, but that's one of the what that's the one that they originally showed in the first season, and they haven't brought her back because she had a bunch of charges brought against her for something. 
I think they were also on some other like uh uh I want to say Ricky Lake, but Ricky Lake hasn't been on the Ricky air for <laughs> from the nineties. Actually, she was just on um whose line is it anyway, the last week or the week before. I'm like, wait, where should where did where did they pull Ricky Lake out of? Not doing anything else. <laughs> um but there's there's Maurice or something like that. I think she was on that one of them shows a, yeah. a while back before I think 90 Day was even a, a thing. Well, at least the yeah, show. Yeah, and I think Day. it was like a child endangerment or something like that. And I think that's why Angela has all the kids at her house plus stylist kids or whatever. So, I, I, you know, I think she's a nice woman and, and, you know, she wants to do the right thing. But it's going to be a lot of people in that house. Well, she works for like hospice or something, correct? I don't remember. I mean, I don't think she was the nurse, wasn't? What was the one in the episode where um, she brought him over and she had the adult kids, and he had and she had like no money and she was in a ton of debt. She was uh, a nurse. Uh, is that um Aladdin and? For Aladdin and yeah. Lara. Yeah. But I, yeah. I could have swore it was the one that was, uh, or maybe I'm thinking um, Lisa. Somebody said, yeah, yeah, she's in hospice. I'm like, uh, no, she's a, she's a nurse. <laughs> it's like, no, that's, that's, I mean, or a doctor, I think that was what they said. Not even a nurse. Yeah, I don't remember. I think, yeah, they kind of do run together. <laughs> they really do. Especially now because they're running like all the versions of the show, the show at the same time. Yeah. Before so it used it was... to be the 90s and then it would stop and then it would be the other way. Now they're running them all congruently. And I just, it's so. Yeah. There was a point where. Keep them all straight. It's yeah, really you... just all the same show. Oh, pretty, yeah. Exactly. It's just different characters in the same storyline. But yeah, it used to be. You you run a season of something, and then you have two or three, four weeks, whatever. Then that they start off another spinoff. But yeah, they're they're very much overlapping, and then now people are starting to reoccur on multiple seasons of multiple different shows, and it's it's kind of hard to keep track of who's on what show at what point. And if you factor in like Pillow Talk and uh, Ninety Day. Uh, uh, Strikes back. It's it's hard to keep track of who's on what, when, where, how, why. The other one. Yeah, I f- I feel like they're when they sign people up, they're signing them up for like a contract of like a couple of years because they want to decide if they want to use them in another show. Yeah, and then you get people like um, the German woman and the guy. I, I think they were on the quarantine show, but. I mean, there was a nice couple. They didn't really, um, nothing really happened with them. So you don't really see much of them. There's one in, like, I think one of the first seasons where not only they didn't get introduced until, like, the third episode from the last or, or whatever, but then there was very small. They had, like, one or two episodes, and then you never saw from them again. There's definitely other people that you see. Uh, yeah, you you never see again. Like, yeah, I guess if you're not interesting, they're not interested in you. Yeah. 
Like there's pe- couples like Brent and Daya. I have no idea who they are. Melanie and Devar. I don't really remember them. Kyle and Noon. Uh, Lauren, uh, Lauren and uh, Alexi are on a pillow talk all the time. So you see them all the time. Um, oh, so I don't know if it's true or not, but you know George from George and Anfisa? The guy yeah. who... Yeah, I remember. Well, apparently his his cameos were going for six hundred dollars a piece. Why? What? <laughs> I'm sorry, they're five ninety nine. There's no way he did any of those. I guess he's got to pay pay back all those uh, lawyer, lawyer fees. Yeah, <laughs> I, it was it was either on Reddit or um, uh, Instagram is where I saw that. But I, I was like, George, it's like. There's well, I think Big Ed's like eighty bucks or ninety dollars, which I I think that's too. Rather get one from Big Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Although his his are funny. I don't know if you ever seen any of his, but he'll come in with like a, a chicken on his head, come like slide it in like risky business, and starts playing his his broom guitar, and then like he'll s- start singing along, and then he'll come into the hey um. Yeah, I know you have cancer, and I'm sorry about that, but I hope you do better. <laughs> Why is anybody getting a cameo for that? <laughs> like, if you're dying, that's your first wish or your last wish. Let me get a cameo from Big Ed. I feel uh, like he's going to get another show somewhere down the line. Yeah, <laughs> and, and they're already starting the spinoff of Darcy and Stacy. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think they tried so hard to make her work uh, with Tom, and but yeah, Tom seems like he wants nothing to do with her. And did, did you you didn't see the uh, the tell all where he's like, yeah, I called up Lisa and I called up this person, I uh, whoever was available, I was, I, I would have went out with him, no problem. Yeah, no, I saw that. That's why he didn't want to talk to Ash's girl. What was her name? Because she didn't call him back, or she. Was angry with him because she he called her or something. Avery, I, Avery, she's I she's one of the ones I really can't stand. But yeah, I liked her in the beginning, but she's very strange. I don't quite understand her personality, and I, yeah, I don't well, think she's going anywhere. On the um, ninety day strike back, they did talk. Well, Ash did talk about why his eyes were so googly, um, and he has. George's disease or something. I forget what they said, but there is some disease where uh, something with his lymphodes are, are messed up, and then I think he got corrections for it. So, But they did bring that up uh, about why his eyes were so wide all the time. And <laughs> People are so bad. They're like, let's point out every feature we don't like about you. Now tell us why that exists. And I, I mean, I guess I never really looked for it, but, you know, Lauren... Yeah, the one with the, the um, Jewish guy, Alexi. I never really noticed that she had Tourette's, but apparently some people were just paying that close of attention. That's all her twitches and uh, you know things like that. But I never really saw it through the whole season. But again, yeah, I wasn't I really looking. I don't remember that at all, but people certainly can find things they want to point out. I think we covered everybody. Was there anybody we missed? Um, there's Paula Carini, but I don't remember what happened with them last. That's such a waste of the storyline. The the last thing 
remember he went and got the car and he went to show her trailers that were just the worst. <laughs> they had like holes in the floor and just nothing. And she was I, like, I'm over this. I want to go back home. It's pretty much like a shell of a place, you know? It's like, yeah, it needs a lot of work. Yeah. And <laughs> did you see the one about how, why does Paul have so many keys? He doesn't own anything. <laughs> <laughs> and then he wanted to take her out to dinner and she didn't want to go. Remember, he went out with his mom to ask his mom uh, for a loan. Yeah, she's like, yeah, you can't live with us now. I'm well, not allowed you to have well, any she money. She said, where's Karini? And he said, oh, she didn't want to come. And she goes, well, that was the only reason I came. Because <laughs> I wanted to see her. <laughs> I think it's good, though, that his mom said, no, I'm not helping you. Because you could just tell that he's, she's probably helped him a gazillion times. And he's just going to have to figure it out. Or she's going to go back home. Yeah, that's definitely an odd couple. I don't think he's ran away this year. Uh, oh, that's true. <laughs> remember. Like, yeah, don't don't go wandering out into the woods. Oh, you yell at me. I want to run away. And then the camera crew gets robbed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she is super mean to him. Yeah. I mean, he, he's also has no idea what he's doing. When he's like, oh, remember, you know, you like the supermarket? Isn't it a good <laughs> supermarket? Like, Look, we have fresh things here. <laughs> like, we have this at home. <laughs> and he's like, no, not like this. You don't. He just wants her to like America so bad. And she was like, I don't care at all. <laughs> She's not impressed. Like, yeah, I thought your your family would help out better. And like, uh, your mom really wants nothing to do with you. And you know. well, that's because these people, these guys are never honest with them. They never go, well, hey, for the last 10 years, I've been taking advantage of my parents and borrowing money and not doing anything to pay back. And now they're not going to want to help me. <laughs> You notice how, like here recently in the last couple seasons, you you hear the um, the uh, producers definitely chime in. Like the first couple seasons, you knew like everybody, the camera crew, the mic, all the producer stuff were there, but you never, except for when they got robbed in Brazil, um, you never really saw them. But like here, you know, even with the David and Lana story and. You know, all these other stories, you know, they'll go to the confessional or whatever, and they'll, you'll see producer, you know, well, what does she say by it? What does she mean by that? You know, they're, 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 they're definitely butting in on, you know, episodes here recently, as before, they were kind of like in the, in the background. Right. This is what they've always done on every reality show. They always try and keep the story moving by asking questions and things like that. And I think they're just taking a page from like every other reality show that's been doing it that way. Yeah. And they realize that people already know the show is not a hundred percent real. So there's no point in hiding it. Yeah. I mean, I guess when you got like a cast cow and you know, it works. Why, uh, why, why try to fight it type of thing. Right. But yeah, I think that's, uh, kind of should be wrapped up everything. Recently, like I said, I mean, there's there's pillow talk stuff that we didn't. You don't. I'm kind of half in, half onto that show. So I at some I, I'll watch them like weeks later, and I know you don't watch Smothered. Um, no, I don't watch Smothered. <laughs> I, do, I have mine somewhere. I, I mean, I know if we're we're your home and I'm watching it, you know, uh, you'll get some of it. But oh, that that's I think that show's even harder to watch 
the 90, any of the 90 days. Yeah, just, I just, I have no patience or tolerance for people that want to interfere that much in their child's life. Um, yeah, they, I, I thought the first season, the, I always want to call them couples. Um, uh, they might as well be, um, uh, <laughs> I, I thought they were bad in the first season, but yeah, there was a couple of repeats in this current season, but I, I think it's definitively more, um, uh, cringy than on this season. Yeah. But. Maybe I'll, I'll get you to sneak in to watch that. So, but yeah, I, I, know. I know all these shows you don't, you're not going to watch by yourself. It's what if I put it on, you'll watch it with me, but you're not going to go out of your way. So, I do usually try to wait. I always get asked Monday morning, Hey, did you watch last day's 90 last night's 90 day? No, I didn't. <laughs> I got, I got, I got to watch it as a team, you know, it's a team effort. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I've definitely gotten into it much more than I was previously. Although, uh, mostly because it's on all, yeah, pretty much yeah. all the time. <laughs> There's always an episode on. Yeah, it's uh, it kind of really pushed out like the 600 pound life type of thing. It's yeah, pretty much 90 Day Fiance. At some variation of it is on probably 20 hours of the day. You know. <laughs> yeah. Like Impractical Jokers for True TV. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same thing. Although they're um, they're uh, dying at home. This series is uh, filler. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> well, nobody had anything shot before. We all had to stay at home. Yeah, I think now they're just really stretching it. Well, yeah, that that's all it is. The four of them eating dinner together and. Uh, one of them has his next door neighbor uh, cook food for him, and then they'll have like Joey Fatone or Guy Fieri on it. <laughs> Joey Fatone shows up on everything. He's yeah. just literally doing nothing, so he's always available. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you need? I got gotcha. you. All right, so um, I think we've been babbling on enough. I, I, I kind of wanted to cut this off like 15 minutes ago, but we got kind of on a roll, but um i appreciate you uh helping me out with this um you're more than welcome to come back anytime um see it's not that bad you know, you, you had some more things to say than you thought you would say so um, yeah it's not as bad yeah. as i thought <laughs> yeah it's the of the mind you just gotta pretend like you have an audience but also pretend they're not there at the same time so <laughs> but yeah um everyone i want to thank you for listening so far or listening to the show and uh um uh, goodbye everybody yeah you have been listening to a that's crazy cast with matt hamity i want to thank everyone who stayed this long to listen to what we had to say if you enjoyed the show please share it with your friends now if you didn't like the show you can share that to the people you don't like as much feel free to send all questions and possible future topics to mhamityphoto at gmail.com that's m h a m i d y photo at gmail.com it may just end up on a future episode stay safe but keep the crazy coming see you next time everybody <laughs> <laughs>